We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy New Year. That is the theme of today's show. Well, Sean, not really. We're talking about Week 17 and what happened in NFL Week 17 that led to some of the biggest payouts in fantasy football history. Some of our listeners with massive contest wins. Lots of fun to be had. A frustrating day, obviously, when you're in contests that don't go exactly the way that we would have hoped and the prize money may not be as high as we had anticipated. But it is nice, Sean, on that final week of the fantasy football season to have those opportunities to have that dream i guess you can say you know that things may play out in your favor the odds may work out your way but week 17 is now in the books we approach week 18 and even as we look ahead to fantasy football playoff contest there's a lot of people who would have been drafting teams in a certain way 24 hours before we record this that has now changed a lot with that eagles loss to the cardinals and then the 49ers won and there's things that changed very significantly for those sort of contests with the buys and so on over that short space of time so we will be talking about that in future shows sean week 17 how are you feeling as the dust has now settled good i mean it was a crazy year and probably more than any other year gave us really strong reasons to internalize the fact that you want to wait more than one or two weeks to draw your conclusions from the season. Obviously, Sunday is a real roller coaster. Many listeners will know that Ben Gretsch and I entered Sunday morning in third place in the main event. Probably with a lot more reason to believe we were going to drop than rise, and yet we did still have plenty of individual pieces still to go and a non-zero chance to win the whole thing and Colin was funny because one of the decisions that we agonized over was the one that cost us so much last week where Jason Sanders scored 23 points on the bench Harrison Butker scored two points in the lineup you spend the week thinking about you know where you would be if you had had those 20 points and there was a situation with yeah, I mean, the situation with the Dolphins where really, I think, extreme potential outcomes because 
you have the risk of what did happen where they get blown out. And in the second half, they're not really in the mix to kick field goals. And on the other hand, if they stay in that game, then with the Ravens elite defense, potentially stopping them over and over in the red zone, you can get another game with five field goals, that type of result. Meanwhile, Harrison Butker has been cold. Having missed his two recent kicks, he's been cold because the Chiefs offense is not significantly delivering him to the red zone in games. Colin, we decided to, to take the risk and try and get the points back and use what seemed to be a, a wider range with him where the game scenario against the Bengals should probably favor the Chiefs. But, I mean, you would have thought some of these other recent games might have favored them as well. Colin, we got 26 points from Harrison Bucker yesterday. Unfortunately, everything else <laughs> went catastrophically wrong. So we did fall down the board. We were outside the top 30. We were heading for outside the top 50. And then Bucker's 26 points pulled us back up to 30. We were in that spot by 0.4. A couple of years ago, Blair and I finished 29th, and a stat correction pushed us to 31st and cost us $1,000. We'll be hoping that a stat correction doesn't cost us again, and yet that's not really the big story here. Colin, you and I were kind of working through the numbers before the show. We had Swift and Cook and, sadly, Pitts. The Jalen Waddle injury really derailed our chance to win the title when he goes down early in Week 16. And then, Colin, you and I, our main event team, had plenty of depth to where we were constantly trying to figure out which star to bench Unfortunately, the team that Ben and I did not have that. We go with Kyle Pitts and get the very expected result in that he is awful. Arthur Smith is the absolute worst. If we get 50 points from those three guys, which again, I mean, Cook by himself, you know, 30-ish in the first week and Swift with a great matchup. The hard part for Cook, you know, going in, he's got a terrible matchup against the Patriots. He's going to have to catch some passes. He drops one early. He's got a wheel route for a touchdown where Josh Allen throws the ball out of bounds. And there are a couple of plays that could have gone differently, but that's you know the way every NFL week goes. For Cook to have the type of game we needed from him, he was going to have to hit those plays. He did not. The New Orleans defense does not allow you to run on them. He finishes with 16 carries for 48 yards. If we get you know normal to you know 75th percentile outcomes, which, I mean, Colin, if you're going to win one of these tournaments, you've got to score a lot of points. The thing that really balanced out some of this for me and again it's not for you know any huge bragging rights or any huge prize but i mean our superflex ffpc final did not go well we were really excited because tom scored extremely high that was really cool eric also did well we did not but our main event team put up its highest point total of the season we got 185 points that pull us into 125th the top 150 get paid it's also a situation where this contest is large enough that the sprint portion includes i believe approximately 800 of the very best teams drafted and to finish 125th that's cool and that means that with the stealing bananas team getting 30th with our team getting 121st and with the flagship shows team with Dave and Curtis getting, I believe 48th. I would just like to think that if you drafted along with us this season, that many of you did fairly well. Now it, it doesn't guarantee wins in all leagues by any stretch. I mean, there's going to be plenty 
of variance. There's going to be plenty of luck, but it, it was a great way to finish off a 2023 season that had a lot of interesting puzzles and fun challenges. I'm not going to say that we met every single one of those, but Colin, I'm excited about the way this season turned out. And the last month to six weeks, I think really helped any new listeners understand why we draft the way we draft. Yeah, I think so. It kind of was for people who drafted that way. It could have been frustrating as the season went along, but I did have a number of people even yesterday where it may have been very close margins in their season long leagues and that, that they were, even though it was only one catch for one touchdown, they were really tight in having JSN on their rosters yesterday. Uh, one listener in particular, Dave, reached out. He won four of his four championships, and I think that JSN was in a couple of those. So uh, Dave Early, that is. I, I thought that was a – he did message back to say, I believe he lost five championships last year by a combined 20 points or something like that. So uh, he thought that the, the luck may be going in his favor. But, Sean, it, it was a fun week. And, you know, there is always, you know, you're always the what ifs come out after. And there's always ways that your team could have been better. Even like, for example, yesterday you're mentioning the strength of that roster we had. You cannot, you know, in a baseball setting, that roster we had, Sean, would have done unbelievably well. Because Zay Flowers is on that bench yesterday, for example, that we don't put in. We have the Jacksonville defense on the bench with 20 points. There's lots of ways things could go better. And how to try and get the absolute perfect score so hard we went ahead and bench sam laporta because yeah. we have trey mcbride in order to and, and for people that may be wondering why did you bench sam laporta because we've tightened them all it was more a case that the teams ahead of us there was more sam laporta and we're trying to you know gain an edge over the field but in the in reality well, we have goff and amon raw and yeah. we were saying like i mean partly for goff to hit maybe the massive ceiling you need to hit on both of those guys we were trying to actually spread it a little bit here where everything goes through amon Ra in the saturday game which uh, even though laporta scored well it was a an amon Ra game so that part worked and then you're trying to hit on these other guys you're trying to get both brandon Ayuk and rashi rice into the lineup because this is a cd lamb amon Ra team we get both rice and Ayuk into the lineup both of those guys hit and we still have Zay Flowers on the bench. So I like what we tried. It didn't end up, you know, quite the highest score. It only cost us, you know, three, four points in there. But like you say, it's fun to have a roster where the guys on the in the lineup scored, the guys in the bench scored. Column, if we were gonna extend these contests out for another three, four weeks, I would really like our team. Yeah, I think so. The other part is like week 16, we did it was 119 points. We had 169 and 185 this week. It was the middle week that really, you know, we limited the excitement heading into the week. Our goal was a top 150 finish to, to kind of hit that cash line. But Sean, I'm just thinking now, as I say that, those extra, you know, 14 points the defense would have given us over the Kansas City defense, we'd have been at 199 this week. So that would, you know, the team was pretty loaded, but it just didn't get there in the end. You did mention, though, the Superflex contest. Shout out to tom and that one so in total when that kicks off there's ten thousand eight hundred teams in that best ball contest tom finished eighth out of that we didn't quite get into the top eight we'll leave it at that our team did not turn up this week but eric finished 18th so both of those guys were on the show last week so tom's team also from the road of his overtime listener league so i thought that was a fun wrinkle for that and just to give um some information on the other teams the other rosters and how that we we were estimating sean 180 to 200 would be enough to win that particular contest the winning team had 205.54 
the second team 202.44 the third team 200.94 they hit a gap then to the next team was 187.7 but every team ahead of tom was 181 or higher he had 170 so i felt like that you know if you told me before the weekend 170 i think you're right in the mix but to have three teams over 200 points i and you know with 50,000 to first and then it tailing off pretty quick 10,000 to second i did feel bad for teams at the second and third team because 200 points is a monster score uh any week well, in, in Superflex. we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I mean, Eric had hit, had hit 220. I really thought that... I, I did think more... Sort of what Eric was saying, where I thought it was going to maybe take 220. But if you had told me in a contest where... Christian McCaffrey is scoring that many points and more than half of the teams have him 29 of the 50 teams that had him and he goes out and doesn't have a big game that it would still take the number that it took and the three teams would go over 200 because I mean, one of the things here is that you have McCaffrey who's on 29 teams not have a great game certainly not a game where you'd even want him in the lineup if you're competing for that top prize and you have a situation where Amari Cooper, who got so many of the teams through, doesn't play. He's on a huge number of teams. For those two guys not to score in a way that mattered and to still have three teams above 200, it gives you a sense, again, of how it does help to have a lot of healthy players because we had some you know, strange names go off. Darius Slayton gets a long touchdown in the Giants game. Obviously, we had lots of Wandale teams column, and he has a big game for the Giants yesterday. So we were hypothesizing that some of our deep players would hit and help us win. They didn't, but deep players did hit in Week 17, and that was a big part of the story. Yeah, when you look at the players who did, you know, I I was messaging Sean, you know, some of the things that we would like to work in our favor that would help give us a bigger chance of winning. But you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. So obviously, he was 58% owned in this contest, but he doesn't have the day you would expect him to have you know entering based on his average performance but the likes of jamar gibbs was the 
joint third most rostered running back at 20 percent a lower day for him obviously on saturday rashad white didn't have the day that he has been kind of having over time mayfield got a you know points late but he was 34 percent owned in this contest you mentioned amari cooper he missed out obviously with injury mike evans adam thielen lower days fourth highest rostered uh wide receiver in this was olave then you had jordan addison all of those guys you know no no big days across the board sam laporta who really that last drive was where he picked up his points but cole Komet came in with question marks around him for what he'd be active wouldn't he be active he was active but uh finished the day with no reception so he was 22 percent owned lots of players sean who were heavily rostered even derrick henry at 16 percent was inactive sorry hunter henry rather than derrick henry but it was interesting the way it played out because there was lots of things that fell in our favor but then the players that we had uh, also did not really do much to activate uh, into a successful lineup but you mentioned darius slitton he is actually in that winning lineup for the road warriors team 20.6 points for him the winning team was lamar jackson etn uh khalil herbert slayton cd lamb david njoku isaiah likely and then george pickens sean i have to mention here though cd lamb what an immense performance in championship week we always have these players who uh, and i'll put lamar jackson actually into that for people who had had him 36.34 points in this particular superflex contest but cd lamb 41.2 we come into the season and even at early in the season saying that you know this guy just needs t- a minimum of 10 targets every single game you have to give them to him it doesn't matter what the game script is but cd lamb has elevated himself into the tier with justin jefferson and jamar chase and i know jamar chase it'll have been frustrating towards the end of the season you know no joe burrow and the season was a kind of frustrating in general even with burrow in there but cd lamb 227 yards 13 receptions one touchdown one of those being that 92 yard reception and then he had well he obviously had one fumble but he had five yards rushing as well but cd lamb is just like you know we're, we're we're about to see him ascend into the peak of his career here over the next two or three years yeah, and we did some shows on Stealing Bananas where we touted him as potentially being the top receiver, being in that tier with Justin Jefferson column. I know that you passed along, you know, plenty of, of YouTube comments suggesting we were getting, you know, way too far ahead of ourselves. Too, yeah, far too far ahead of ourselves. Not I far enough, that, I think, Sean. Yeah, and I think it gives again a good understanding of how it is helpful to be forward looking and not always looking back and not always purely drafting players after they've proven whatever it is that you want them to prove, because then the price has shifted to a point where it no longer helps you. It's and baked so, in. The success is baked in at those prices. Exactly. So our team in the main event with Amon Ra and CD lamb, and then some of the big time, running backs coming back with those other receivers that we mentioned with an Ayuk, with the flowers, with a rice really loved that setup for 2023. I'm excited to see whether or not that same approach will work again in 2024, how much the community reacts and closes some of those loopholes. But CD lamb, it's another great example of the way that different players are going to progress in their careers at slightly different rates and that he was a little bit slower to achieve absolute stardom 
is not <laughs> an indication that it's impossible for him to do. And we say that a little bit slower. And one of the reasons and we talked so much about JSN this summer and it didn't play out. And I want to make sure I emphasize that. But the reason that you have enthusiasm for guys who come in with really unique profiles, you look back at CD Lamb and over the second half of his rookie season, coming into a team where Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup had just come off of 1,000-yard receiving seasons, Lamb was the guy who, and it was just by fractions of a point, who was the leader over the second half of the season in fantasy scoring. And you know, in part because of that, in part because of how he struggled with the Raiders, in part because of how he struggled at the end of his tenure with the Cowboys, in part of how he struggled over the first half of the season. I'm always a little bit skeptical of where drafters are taking Amari Cooper in contemporary drafts because we have enough red flags for him. And yet, just last week's performance again illustrates that Amari Cooper at many points in time is that guy that he was in his first two years with the Raiders is the guy he was at his peak with the Cowboys and is the guy he was in week 16 for CD lamb to have immediately come in and trumped him again is an impressive sign. So a number of things there, but also I think Mike McCarthy deserves a ton of credit and I mean, you think about the off-season narratives and how they can shape ADP, the prices that we get, the certainty that we have. And I know I've mentioned this on the show before, but it's such an important point with how week 17 developed and how C.D. Lamb was the guy who determined everything that, again, just mentioned this article from Matt Irby, who wrote three articles in season for us, did just magnificent work. His debut article for Rotoviz talked about McCarthy and the things that he specifically brings to the table for reality and fantasy and how this situation was going to be a lot better than most people were anticipating. And Colm, I mean, a lot of what we're doing when we draft CeeDee Lamb at the one-two turn is simply saying, you know, we feel like this guy has the potential to become a star and his floor is very high. So either way, it's going to be a solid pick. And if you hit, then it's a league winning pick. It's potentially a tournament winning pick. That was always the case, but certainly Matt's article and reading through the excellent evidence that he presented in that was part of how comfortable I felt loading up on Lamb as we really headed into these most important drafts. So I, I want to mention that again. If we have listeners out there, we've had obviously people on the show Eric has filled in for us when I was gone. We have, I mean, Matt is someone who is from the Rotoviz community and had reached out to me on certain things. And, you know, we had a nice discussion and he ends up writing all of these fantastic articles. If you're part of the Rotoviz community and you are interested in writing for the site, reach out to Colin, reach out to Dave Cabin through our normal Rotoviz email and let us know. It doesn't always work out, it's not always the perfect fit. Uh, but, I mean, so many of our readers and listeners have gone on to either become big names in the field, which that's not necessarily the thing that I you know, try and emphasize or think that we should be looking at. But so many people who fit that label have gone on to really enjoy interacting with the writers, writing really cool stuff themselves, having an outlet to take their enjoyment of fantasy football to the next level. If you fit that and you've been looking to get involved, 
definitely reach out to us as we start column with a 2024 campaign that is going to be even better. We'll call him CeeDee Lamb, as you mentioned, an absolute star. He is going to be in contention for the 101. I mentioned it to Ben when we were doing our projection show. I do prefer CeeDee Lamb to Tyreek Hill for 2024. And I, I think that's a good place to have. I, I said he was with the other two, but obviously Hill is at a massive season and then we'll see how it plays out through the playoffs but you know the narrative as you mentioned can be driven through that but i think that's probably going to be the split point for for most people but the age profile which we'll obviously be talking about will continue to be in cd lamb's favor there as both guys sean as you know will both continue to age at the same speed over the course of the offseason you mentioned people getting in touch that email rotavizradio at gmail.com if you do want to reach out some other players sean you know some listeners reached out and I mentioned sometimes you know you get up and you're like well that's the season kind of basically over at this point i wake up and i have multiple dms multiple people have sent tweets to say you know thank you to a combination of people but usually it's the ship chasing crew ben you're not on twitter at ff underscore contrarian sean did get some tags on twitter for these messages but you know getting messages to say that thank you for the advice throughout the season or that that they have gone on to win contests like i mentioned with dave earlier but some people that did reach out, Sean, major, major prizes won. Eric reached out, he, the Superflex Chihuahua. He was involved in that, came second, won $15,000 with the Lamar Jackson team over there. Brees Hall sprinkled in. But the player that I wanted to mention here, you mentioned Ayuk. Ayuk's in that roster, Zay Flowers in that roster. Devontae Adams is on that roster, Sean. And Adams is somebody who we've talked about over the years. And it's no uh, secret, I don't think, that I'm a massive Devontae Adams fan, but uh, somebody who we hadn't been on this year and again in the age of the player the situation in uh, las vegas but it hadn't really been going great the last couple of weeks but he comes up in the championship round when you're thinking about players who make a difference 13 receptions 126 and two touchdowns in a game which against the colts you know wasn't going to get my excitement levels up if it wasn't fantasy football related but he came through in a major way particularly here in this situation for eric but adam's showing again as you mentioned with cooper that you know sometimes this talent when it does get to be on full display and the the quarterback is giving them a, a chance to make the plays epic talents call him another player who showed up big in week 17 one of our permanent favorites dj moore nine catches 159 yards a touchdown in the snow in the snow that Taylor Heineke goes 10 for 29 in, throws three <laughs> picks that Drake London goes four for 56 that Van Jefferson outdoes Bijan Robinson. Don't and mention Kyle Pitts. in the snow. DJ Moore uncoverable catches nine of his 13 passes. Call him Justin Fields to DJ Moore is for real. The Chicago bears are for real. It's too bad that they blew a couple of those games that they had won. I mean, just completely won. They'd be nine and seven instead of seven and nine, and they would be one of the biggest stories heading into the postseason. This resurgent coaching staff, the breakout for Justin Fields, DJ Moore reestablished. If anyone had any questions as a superstar, the running game getting going now. They apparently have had some issues with Deontay Foreman, but Khalil Herbert reminding people why he was one of the players on the original zero rb candidates countdown because of the 
numbers that he has put up. I mean, Herbert has had extraordinary peripherals in his short NFL career. And then we also got plenty of contribution from Roshan Johnson in this one. Johnson is showing off at the goal line, getting a touchdown, also catching three targets for 38 yards, that hybrid profile for him that has been stepped on a bit with Justin Fields doing what he does, where he both, you know, runs and when he passes is pushing the ball frequently to DJ Moore. But even with those things working against him, even being in this three-way split, Roshan Johnson, someone who is pushing himself out there as a very intriguing pick for 2024, certainly someone who, unless his stock really rises, is going to be on the candidates countdown again next year. He was on this year. The Chicago Bears look very, very good. The Atlanta Falcons, after an impressive win last week, completely fall on their faces. I think this has to be the last straw for Arthur Smith. I don't see how anybody could watch this game and think that he can get you know, another game. I, I would fire him today, but call him Justin Fields. He was our guy. He was our quarterback in the Superflex final. He showed up. Nobody else did. But the Chicago Bears would appear to have a very bright future, especially when you consider how much draft capital they have amassed to add to their squad in the offseason. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, you mentioned a couple of things there. I think, you know, there's questions around what they would do with the first pick now. Obviously, that's locked in. The Panthers would have had it, but they had traded away to the Bears. A lot of conversations around, you know, getting a quarterback there. What Justin Fields is showing, especially when DJ Moore has been healthy, that I, that is the way to go, I think, moving forward here. Um, so we'll see what they do. Connor Sean also reached out, Connor Farrell, second place in the little eliminator. Now, don't let the little part of that. You know, throw you off fifty thousand dollars in prize money to second place in that. He also mentioned though, Chris Godwin had a two point conversion that was originally given in that game. He did step out of bounds and come back in just before he made that reception. It was turned over, and they then they were unsuccessful with the next attempt. But Sean, he one point two points approximately out of first. That would have put him into first for that one. So that would have been tough. That was for a hundred k. But shout out to Connor, a massive win fifty thousand dollars over there on underdog for him and the last one sean we're going to mention who will be jumping on with us for a show this week and that is the achievers we are here on road of his radio we'll leave out the first uh the word of the name but awesome awesome to see him get in there twelve and a half thousand over in the chihuahua final third place finish and sean we have to mention this because Unfortunately for him, Jaden Reed was the reason that he was not able to hold on to a first or second place bypass by both of those teams. But Jaden Reed, 26.9 points before leaving that game with an injury. And I think we have to give a shout out to Jordan Love because there's quite a few of his teams that finished well in the finals here. But I joked with you off air that, you know, the Packers, the defensive struggles they were having, and, you know, that offensively they were doing quite well with the young pieces they had. And then I even said to you that, Jordan Love is out here throwing passes to Bo Melton. And I was like, 
you know, Bo Melton. You're like, well, you were talking about Bo Melton's profile coming in, but Sean, this week, 22 and a half fantasy points for Bo Melton. What, you know, are we in a situation here where it's similar to CJ Stroud, where it's, uh, is Jordan Love making these players or are these players actually talented as we approach our draft prospects for 2024 here when we're thinking about where players should go by ADP? What are we doing with the Packers, wide receivers, or is it just Jordan Love? He's not going to be in the mix. Um, Matt Lafleur deserves an incredible amount of credit for what your Packers have accomplished. Jordan Love has been fantastic, and the coach has designed an offense around his skills as opposed to the other way around. It looks, and he's taken things that he does, right? I mean, he is part of this Shanahan tree where they're the coaching staffs who have had answers in 2023, but Lafleur's willingness, ability to design it. The things that they do in the games, how they run the play calls, how they deploy those receivers, you contrast what they've done with all these no-name receivers with what Kansas City has struggled to do, and it becomes more impressive because that is not easy to do this season. So a lot of credit to them. You mentioned two-point conversions. That's a pretty sore subject for Lions fans. Hotel, uh, yeah. Again, we have, we're having some real trouble with the NFL officials, but congratulations to Dan Campbell and the Lions you know, who probably deserve to be the two seed in the NFC. They're not going to be that. But Column, such a fun week 17. Fantastic 2023. We'll leave it there for today, but we're going to have so much more content in 2024 that I think listeners will love. So we can't wait to get back with you. Yeah, definitely. And Sean, we won't get into them, but some players that do deserve a shout out. You mentioned with CD Lamb, and I think his production has been more to the fore than the player I'm going to mention, but David Njoku, somebody who felt like, you know, there was hype, 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 nothing happened, got that contract. I thought the contract shouldn't have been given to him. But over the last couple of, maybe it's Joe Flacco. Is Joe Flacco the new CJ Stroud? Is that what we're trying to say? But these guys, uh, particularly, obviously, Amari Cooper, but David Njoku really flashing ahead of next season's draft time. But Kyron Williams gets the job done, 30.1 fantasy points. Pacheco, Sean, 29 point five in a game where you mentioned Bucker earlier it was the two of those guys that really pushed them to victory James Conner deserves a shout out for his 26 points Jerome 426 Sean one play that you know helped us in the main event but I was thinking when it happened I'm like maybe this would be better for ADP if it didn't happen was Travis Etienne <laughs> scampering into the end zone but yeah the other one final play to mention Devin Achan getting up at the back of the end zone for that receiving touchdown I'm sure his managers would have enjoyed that in week 17 but that is going to do it for this rapid short new year's day recorded episode of road of his ot thank you for joining in and listening along we will be back with another show later in the week my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over to martin my co-host is sean siegel and until we are back have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast.